Hey, Strong Runner Chicks, Megan here. Just wanted to pop in and tell you about our first ever Strong Runner Chick retreat taking place in the beautiful Boulder, Colorado mountains this summer. It'll be May 29th through June 1st, and we are going to have some incredible guests in store for you guys. Go check it out at Strong Run Chicks on Instagram, um, on our website, strongrunnerchicks.com, or you can feel free to send us an email or a DM on instructions about how to sign up. We hope to see you there and have a wonderful rest of your day. Colorado. We'll have some professional runners there, body image advocates, and much, much more. This is going to be an unforgettable experience and an event you don't want to miss. Shoot us an email at strongrunnerchicks at gmail.com and we will send you more info. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today we have, we are welcoming back Gabby Mottery. Um, since chatting in episode two, Gabby has accomplished some incredible feats. Kelsey, would you like to introduce Gabby? I would absolutely love to. Okay, so yes, welcome back, Gabby. Um, Gabby is a college student at Cal who's actually majoring in English now. It was a switch. We'll have to talk about that a little bit. Um, and is working at Goo Energy Labs in marketing and communications and is passionate about anything and all things trail running and living a healthy and happy lifestyle. She's French-American. Her parents raised her as a bilingual and with an absolute admir admiration for traveling and discovering new places. Gabby's in love with reading and writing and believing wholeheartedly that a good story can change your life. Um, Gabby actually just started a coaching business, which we're going to get further into as well. And she launched it in, with the aims of helping runners to get into the trails and become the absolute best versions of themselves. Her approach to running is to make it sustainable and working on empowering your mind and body to find strength in whatever distance you choose to compete in. And most of all, she just loves to run happy. And Run Happy is actually the name of her website. So welcome again, Gabby. We are so, so, so happy to have you back. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to get to chat with you ladies again. Um, so since the last, I like really love this question. It's kind of been one of my favorite questions ever. Um, <laughs> so since the last time we chatted, what has made you thrive? What has made me thrive? Um, the biggest thing that I can say is standing up for myself. Um, and I know that may sound silly, but I just kind of came to this realization that if you aren't totally 100% confident in your situation, you need to change it and just take little steps every day to make it different. And um, it's incredible how much the little things add up and how you can, you are so in control of your destiny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Can Ooh. you give like, would you mind giving us an example of how you did that recently or like in the, since the last time we chatted? Sure. Um, I mean, <laughs> there are so many things that I've, like little things that I've done. Um, for instance, I have always thought about coaching and um, wanting to start this. And I, it was just kind of something that I had always kind of started, like I could put off. And mm -hmm. I just, I created my website um, a little bit ago and then I made a tab and I started a platform to uh, coach athletes. And I got 
I'm now coaching athletes. So that's, that's a start. Um, I changed my major and I'm really passionate about that and I'm really excited and some things at work changed and, um, just little things that add up in, in the bigger scheme of everything. <laughs> wow. Ooh, it sounds so exciting. <laughs> I am stoked. Definitely. Awesome. Um, so you mentioned really quickly, um, so we talked about coaching and then you mentioned, oh yeah, your major. I wanted to go back to that. What was your idea between, cause you were a sociology major previously. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your deci- decision to switch? I, I, I think I say I do a lot of soul searching a lot. Um, yeah. and I was realizing that the subject matter of sociology, it, it can be applicable if you want it to be applicable. I think any major is, will suit you to do whatever you want and you just have to go out and seek what it is you're passionate about. Um, but I was looking at the requisites for um, English at Cal and I just felt myself fantasizing over wanting to read these books and have these conversations and reflecting upon my academic career thus far. My favorite classes have been I thought they were classes that were like humanities based. And I was like, well, if I really pinpoint it, it's been English. And all my English professors, I can say, have changed my life in one way or another. Um, and so I looked at the, the ways that I could switch my major. And I, it, it was so that I didn't have to do any more, um, like take additional time to do it. So mm-hmm. the rest that my three semesters left at Cal will be devoted to English. And I'm honestly, I'm like giddy. It feels like Christmas, all, like for me to get my reading list and all the books that I get to read. So oh, <laughs> we're excited for you. That is so fun. I can remember the process of uh, back in college when I was in between majors as well. And mm-hmm. just being in between, like sticking to this conventional dietetics route, which felt really soul crushing in a way. And <laughs> no offense, like mm-hmm. I have a lot of admiration for dietitians mm-hmm. and still consider wanting to be one but mm-hmm. I had this other route in front of me and it was like this kind of unpaved route of creating your own major and it just like lit me up when I thought about it so I totally know where you're at right now yeah. and I'm really excited that you found the major that brings you the most joy so. thank you and kudos to you it takes a lot of I'm not going to say bravery but it's hard to um to accept that what you think you may want to do is not actually what you want to do. And it can be, you can feel very vulnerable because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going from this, un, like what I thought I was destined for. And what for, other people unknown. think, right? Exactly, what other people yeah. are like, yeah, you're doing great. Keep that yeah. up. Yeah. And you're like, no, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. So oh it takes a lot of courage. So yeah. kudos. Yes. To <laughs> I can totally relate to both of you because I, so the internship I'm with now, I'm working with adaptive athletes and I have been doing this since forever, literally forever. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to take this internship. It's going to be great. Like, it'll really help me like solidify what I want to do. And I don't like doing this. Like, you know, like for a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And it was shocking to me. I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, I don't like this as much as I thought. And please don't get me wrong. Like, I feel so blessed and grateful to have this opportunity. Yeah. But, like, I've come to realize that this is not exactly what I want to do. And I'm so happy to have the opportunity to do it. But that fear of, like, changing because everybody associates me as a girl that works with individuals with disabilities. Like, that's what I've been known for. And now that I'm switching that, it's like, whoa, like, are you sure you're okay? Like, is there something going on? And when I told my parents that, they were like, Kelsey, like, are you are you sure you're okay? <laughs> I'm like, guys, I this is really yeah. good for me. Trust me. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. enough about me. Um, no, it's good to understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, you know, 
to have those experiences and then understand that it doesn't mean that I'm not suited for it or it's not right or it's not good, but it's just not for me. And I needed to do it in order to figure that out. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so excited for you Um, you. because I'm curious too, because I love to read. What is one book on your list that you're looking forward to reading? On my like, Oh, you're too, didn't you have a to read list? Oh yeah. The major list. Um, Sense and Sensibility. Ooh. Funnily enough, I've not read it. Um, and I'm really excited about it. So that's probably the one that I would point to as being Since my- you are into reading, we're going to ask this. What yeah. is, what are your, like, your top three favorite books that everyone must read kind of a thing? Like, everyone listening, please pick up these books over break. Okay. Well, this is such a great question. I'm grinning from ear to ear. Um, th- okay. My all-time favorite book is To Kill a Mockingbird. Loved it. Um I've read it maybe a thousand times <laughs> and it cha- I find something new in it every single time I read it. Yeah. Um, second favorite book is The Great Gatsby. It's like, oh. it's like drinking a warm cup of hot chocolate to me. It's like so familiar and I love it. And again, I find something new every single time I read it. Mm-hmm. And my third favorite book, aside from all the Harry Potter books, because I'm an absolute nerd and I geek out whenever I read them. I'm currently rereading them. Oh, <laughs> I'm so love excited. That. Love that. Um, oh, God, there are so many to choose from. I know. <laughs> How about a nonfiction? What about if I'm like in the oh. place of needing, do you, maybe it's just me. I'm such a self-help addict, but totally. those books about life, like. Oh. Okay. So yeah. Brene Brown has written a lot of great oh, books. Yeah. Love her. <laughs> Um, if I were to go nonfiction though, I'd probably say shoe dog by Phil Knight. Yeah. I haven't read that one. It's incredible. It's, it gives you a whole new perspective on the brand and the company and his dogma behind running the business. And it's really fascinating. Interesting. Well, good. Listeners, go pick that up right yeah. now. <laughs> Christmas or holiday presents right there. Barnes and Nobles, hit them up. That's oh, where yeah. it will be. Mm-hmm. Um, so since we're talking kind of about schooling and reading and such like that, um, sure. so you just finished finals. Mm-hmm. What? How was that? And what were some of your self-care habits and strategies during this time? That is a great question. Um, finals are really stressful. And I... Mm-hmm didn't think that I would get as stressed as I did in the days leading up to it. Um, so first off being honest with yourself and it's okay to stress out and it's okay to feel anxious and uh, nervous and worried, but you cannot go to that really dark place. Um, you have to just understand that everything will be okay. And don't let those, you know, thoughts of, Oh my gosh, I'm going to fail this class. I'm going to drop out of school. I'm going to become like, Oh, my world is going to crash and it's not, it's just a final. You will be fine. Um, so definitely just putting, put things into perspective. It will be okay. And then, um, really take care of yourself. Do not pull all nighters. Don't, you know, like forget to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Don't just drink coffee. Like it's yeah. kind of a, a romanticized version of finals that you need to become a zombie. And I can a hundred percent tell you that you don't like, Go for a run in the morning, go get a workout in, cook a delicious breakfast, you know, find somewhere that's peaceful for you. I, my, um, my girlfriends and I went to Phil's in Cordon which is where we live and we got coffee and we studied together. So definitely, you know, find a friend if it is conducive to good study habits for you. Um, and then set time limits for yourself. So 
you know, take it in stride. So say, I'm going to study from nine to three o'clock. And then before and after that, I'm going to turn my brain off from school. And it really lets you prioritize and get your work done in that amount of time that you have so that when you're not studying, you can rejuvenate, you know, clear your mind and then come back fresh when you start studying again. Mm -hmm. I love that. That is so refreshing to hear, um, especially that last point, just about setting time blocks. Because I've thought about studying in terms of like study for 10 to 20 minutes, but it's hard to focus for just that point in time and then take a 10 minute break. Mm -hmm. But I really like that concept of just, it's almost like setting your own work day in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of how I think of it too. And I thought of like, if I study for 10 hours on my sociology, for my sociology class, I'm going to chunk it up over the weekend and Monday. So I'm going to do like, you know, five hours on this day, three hours on this day, and then two hours on this day. And Mm -hmm. So then you, you kind of like, you split up the whole time so that it makes it more manageable. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's kind of how I thought yeah. of it. I'm curious now. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this. How does yeah. that carry over for you into running? Do you use the same approach in any way with time blocking? Really interesting question. Um, I suppose it does in training. Uh I take everything in stride. So maybe that's how I relate it to schoolwork. I never really think of it as like all in one bit. Like if, cause if you look at like the, the distance of a hundred miles in one fell swoop, it's going to over, it's going to be overwhelming and you're just going to almost be paralyzed by the grandiose nature of it. So if you take it mile by mile, it becomes easier to do. And like easier, quote unquote, it's not very easy, but it becomes more manageable. So I think for finals too, it kind of feels like an ultra marathon in and of itself. Yeah. Whereas like the the final, like the the last final seems like it's never going to come. But if you just take it in stride, like literally one question at a time, one study guide at a time, you will slowly chip away at it and then it will become more manageable. And then when you're done, it's so much sweeter. You're like, ah, I did it. Yay. I don't have to think about it anymore. So speaking of a race, um, my friend, you completed your first 100-mile race. Congratulations. Thank you so much. (laughs) That is such a big deal. And not only that, I'm going to toot your horn for you. Um, You you. came in first place. Yeah, I did. did. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Would you mind telling us about this experience? And that is as open-ended as you want it to be. So anything you want to share with us, we'd love to hear. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. It was an adventure to say the least. It was incredible. Um, I, it's hard to talk about um, because when you run distances like a hundred miles, you experience every range of emotion. Like Mm -hmm. I experienced incredibly high highs and incredibly low lows. And Mm -hmm. um, a good friend of mine has described the feeling of as being life in a day where you kind of experience mm-hmm. all of the emotions and not necessarily trials and tribulations of life in a single day, but you kind you, you kind of almost do in a weird, like esoteric sense. Um, I think the, the, the thing that stood out to me the most during that day was how much of a team effort it was. And I was surrounded by the people that I love the most all day. And it made it so much more enjoyable. Um, 
So my parents were my crew, my boyfriend helped pace me and then my coworker, yeah, my coworker paced me as well. And they were all crewing for me. And every time I would come into an aid station, they'd have the biggest smiles on their face. So then I was smiling and I had some friends who were out running. So I like shared some miles with good friends of mine and I just tried to stay really positive. And that's the biggest thing that you can do during a race of that magnitude. And if you can stay in a positive headspace, I can assure you, you will have success, whatever, you know, that success is for you. So um, granted, it was hard to do that. It's, It's harder to be positive than to be negative. It's very easy to be like, I'm in pain, I'm tired, I'm cold, you know, get like slowly wind down this negative path of negative self-talk, but um, staying positive was huge. So, Yeah. And you mentioned um, that you hit so many different emotions during this Mm -hmm. 100 mile race. Was there like a trend that you saw for yourself or were there like, what were some of the like emotions that you really remember feeling? So the the first 20 miles were all on road um and i and maybe we'll talk about this later i um i've been i have a really bad hip injury in fact i'm getting surgery next week <laughs> um oh my gosh i tore the lining of my hip so i have a labral tear um so for and it's been torn for about a year and i just found out that it's torn oh gabby um, i'm sorry oh thanks so i didn't mean to like get on gloomy no but, um, that's okay no. Well, well we can touch about that after and could or now whatever you want but that i'm sorry that's rough it it's i've been in um chronic pain for probably a year so oh, it's wow. not been an easy thing to deal with yeah. um but so running on roads is really hard. And I knew going into Rio that the first 20 miles of this hundred mile race were going to be on the road. So, um, I was very nervous. So Mm -hmm. that was like 20 miles of just nerves, um, Mm -hmm. which kind of don't do the greatest things for your stomach. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. So 20 miles of like, "Eh." and then, um, once I got onto the trail, I was like, okay, my mood's improving. This is less painful on my hip. I'm doing good. Um, I was kind of in the back of the pack. So I was like a little bit nervous that I wasn't being as competitive, but it's a hundred miles. So you have a really long way to go. Right. Um, and I just was like, okay, I'm okay. I'm happy. It, it was raining all day. And I was like, I'm just going to embrace running in the rain. This is fun. What am I doing? Yeah. I'm crazy. Um, and then at mile 46, I got my pacer, which was my boyfriend and he, oh. we ran for 30 miles together. So oh, wow. he and I, yeah, it was oh, so fun. It was that's like, cool. it was really an awesome experience. So, um, I was battling nausea then, so I was kind of like emotions were kind of going on a roller coaster. And then the last 25 miles, I picked up my best friend and my coworker, Rebecca, and she um, made a playlist for me. And so it was like the middle of the night and we were blast music and we just had a dance party for like 25 miles. And then um, again, roller coaster. So I guess my emotions were like, I'd be high, I'd be low, I'd be high, I'd be low. Um, Yeah. And I guess that's probably the best way that I can describe it. Yeah. But um, that must have been exhausting. Wow. Like, I, I mean, yeah. obviously running was, but like when you add in the factor of like your your moods going constantly being like in like in changing state, yeah, yeah. and that just running with a labral tear, like you didn't yes. know this at the time, but I mean, not many people could just go out and run, especially a hundred miles and win the <laughs> race like that. Wow, yeah, it, it's um. It was. It has been a frustrating injury because I tore it about a year ago during my first 50-mile race, um, mm-hmm. and I just kind of assumed that that's what running that long felt like. 
right. and then I, I had been to a host of PTs and orthopedic surgeons and no one could find anything. They did MRIs, nothing. Um, I just kept running through it and um, I could, I've always been, I have been running in pain for a really long time and I'd like to say that I have a pretty high pain threshold. So I just kind of, it yeah. became my new normal. Mm -hmm. um, and then I just recently got an, a contrast MRI. So they essentially take a dye and inject it into your hip joint to like illuminate the joint so the uh -huh. image can detect where there is in fact a tear if mm -hmm. there is one. And the MRI came back positive that I did indeed, they, they found a tear. So um, wow. I'm excited to not run in pain anymore. I yeah. will not be running for maybe four to six months. So I'm trying to be okay with that and come to yeah. peace with that. And I think mm -hmm. I'm just so excited to not have to like wake up every day yeah. in pain. Mm. <laughs> that may sound a little bit dramatic, but that's my goal. No, I, I was about to say wow. it must be a relief knowing that, mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine, I should say, that it would be a relief knowing what kind of is happening and what to do to fix it. Um, although there's that also that, like you said, four to six months of no running. Um, how do you imagine yourself coping with that? I have been thinking about this a lot and um, it's, I'm, like all things, I try and take it in stride and try and stay positive about it. Um, I have a really great support system. So for other runners who are dealing with injuries like this, surround yourself with people who make you happy is, again, mm -hmm. biggest advice. And then also realize that, you know, sometimes taking a step away from something that you really, really love makes you come back stronger and with a renewed passion for it. Mm -hmm. And understanding, too, that there's so much to do in life and you can, I like, I want to learn how to paint and play the harmonica and I want to <laughs> write and yeah. maybe go bird watching. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm just going to take this time and do other things and maybe find an, another secret passion because yeah. just because I call myself a runner doesn't mean that that's all I have to do. Um, and so I'm really, I'm looking forward to that. And my boyfriend's training for a bunch of uh, races. Cool. So I'll be there supporting him and yeah. I'll be, the best crutching cheerleader that there ever was. <laughs> oh yeah, you definitely will be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so that's, that's my plan. And you know, I think in, this is really going to help with relating to runners that you coach that might be going through something similar. Mm -hmm. um, one of our questions that we had regarding just your running coaching is what is really going to differentiate your running coaching? And I think this would really be such a, I mean, to have a coach that's gone through this, especially if you were a runner coming back from injury, would really be um, just helpful in a way to hear that you've been through hardships like this. So, yeah. It, totally. I think, um, I think we learn more from the things that are maybe not as conventional or, um, for, and, and from our mistakes too, or from like our hardships or like knowing that you're not perfect. And like, that means I don't have to be either. And so just, it kind of humanizes everybody. So like even, even good athletes get injured and we take time away from things that we yeah. think are defining. And it doesn't mean we're any less of runners because we're not running for X amount of time, but. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, mm -hmm. we, I have to jump back really quickly because um, yeah. this is something I was really interested in. And sure. I know Megan, you might've added this um, question. I don't remember, but um 
like what <laughs> this is to- oh, this is totally left turn here what were your <laughs> nutrition strategies during your 100 mile race like how did you manage to run 100 miles and eat and like take care of yourself and like i mean i know you had a crew with you but like yeah. give us a little insight cuz i'm super curious like oh, i would sure. love to know yeah that's a great question and that's like the first thing that i ask any ultra runner too um <laughs> So because I work at Goo Energy Labs, I'm really fortunate to have a team of scientists who formulate the most incredible products so as to be able to do these things. Um, and that's not just a plug because I work there, but it's incredible. Like the products that we have are magical. Um, so to start off, it was raining, so it was colder. So um, it was easy to take in food. Uh, nice. On hotter days, it you you sweat a lot more and you lose a lot more electrolytes. And you are more susceptible to GI distress. So on hotter days, it's, it's a nutrition can be somewhat of um, a difficulty for me. So luckily it was cold. So that was already like in my favor. Um, I really like our energy gels. They just sit really well in my stomach and I am able to pound them every 30 minutes and it gives me the perfect amount of energy. So my strategy was I have, I train with a hydration pack. So I have, uh, 16 ounces of water in me at all times. And then I have like, I stuff my pack with gels. Um, so I'm drinking, I make sure to drink 16 ounces of water every hour and then pound a gel every 30 minutes. So that comes out to 200 calories an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, that worked really well for me for the first half of the race. And then my tummy kind of went south and mm-hmm. usually I'm okay. Uh, but I, you always have to have a backup plan in ultras. So luckily I had, my crew had gotten ready just like baggies of snacks that we brought to the race. And when you crew, you have, you're at aid stations and you whip up your like bag of snacks and you can go in and take whatever you want. So I, Uh I had prepared a whole host of salty and sweet snacks. Um, Since our energy gels are sweeter tasting, I was craving more salty. Yeah. So the things that really helped my race were saltine crackers because they were bland and they tasted really good. Um, ginger chews, they help settle oh, your stomach. Yeah. And I had made peanut butter and jelly tortilla wraps. Mm-hmm. And so um, every time I'd come into an aid station, regardless of if I would eat it or not, my crew would stuff emergency real food in my pack mm-hmm. and then stuff my pack with gels and then water. So I was always running with our energy gels or our salt or my snacks. Um, And that really helped. I probably ate my boyfriend. There's a funny story Um, coming into mile 75. There was an aid station and ginger chews had miraculously made my stomach stop hurting. Uh And so I turned to him as we're running to the aid station. I was like, we need to get more ginger chews. And he's like, (laughs) okay, okay. He calls me noodle. So he was like, okay, noodle, we'll go in. We'll grab all the ginger chews you want. And I was like, okay, I'm getting all the ginger chews. And I went into the AIDS station and I, t- I took the bowl of ginger chews and like started running away with the bowl. He's like, Middle, you can't do that. You need to leave some for the other runners. And I was like, I need the ginger chews. Um, <laughs> I left them because we went to the next aid station and I got more. But um, I think I ate so many ginger, so much ginger that the next day I had like horrible heartburn. This might be too oh, like, No, you're fine. I couldn't like drink anything hot because it was just like oh. burn. 
But yeah, so those were my secrets, I suppose. <laughs> That's like, ginger chew. Oh my gosh, I yeah. know. And like, out of all of those, can you like, did you have to not eat like saltines for a week after or like something along those lines? It's actually really funny. I, um, so saltines were one. I also didn't mention puffins. I had packed puffins. I can't eat puffins anymore because mm. I was, they were packed in my bag at a time when I really thought I was going to throw up just from like exhaustion. Oh, and yeah. Like the thought of eating puffins Oh. makes me gag a little bit and and unfortunately my almond butter and jelly tortilla wraps I oh. tried to eat some and I couldn't and so I, right now I just have this weird taste aversion so those two things oh. which I love so much dang it I, Darn it I hate it when that happens I know I yeah. know but saltines are fine love those oh perfect then <laughs> yeah Oh man. Okay. So I'm sorry I diverged this, but I was no, just no. curious. Like I, I think it's so fascinating. And, um, like we've said previously in podcasts, how individualistic it is to people. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I do want to go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I thank you for mentioning that. It's a great question. And, um, I, it, so many, so much of ultra running is food related. Yeah. And if you can eat enough food, you will have success in a race. So a lot mm-hmm. of people call them eating contests and, um, like you said, it's so individualistic and some, you can start on like one eating plan and then just suddenly it changes and you're like, ah, oh, rats, what am I going to do now? So it's like problem solving and you're like, saltines are going to work. Let's roll with saltines, keep running. And it's think, a lot of thinking on your toes. So totally. Yeah. Um, so let's jump back into your coaching. Um, I really want to talk to you more about this because I think it's super exciting. Um, so what drew you to this? Like, why did you want to start coaching? I, when I first started running, um, I always thought it was really inspiring and empowering when people would come up to me and tell me that I had motivated them to get on the trails or go for a run or, you know, start to make healthier eating choices. Uh Um, and so when I had finished Rio, which is the race that I had had just ran the hundred mile race, um, I got a lot of messages saying like, Gabby, I want you to know I signed up for my first trail marathon. I, I want to sign up for my first ultra. Um, and just kind of these messages were coming to me from people I knew, people I didn't know. And I was like, you know what? Carpe diem. Now's the time. I've always wanted to um, be a coach and help others reach their fitness goals. Uh-huh. I'm a Pilates instructor. And so I kind of yeah. find a lot of joy in helping others reach their goals whatever they may be. Mm-hmm. So I sat down and I put together kind of a template for my coach for my business and I published it and, or like published it. I just yeah. like picked live on my website and um, I started getting some clients and it's been really fun so far. Ah, uh, yay. That's so exciting. Yeah. And on a side note, I went to my first Pilates class last week and I thought of you. Yay! Oh my gosh, I'm so proud. How'd you like it? Um, I loved it. It was super hard. My hips hurt so badly after I have really weak hips. So they hurt really badly afterwards, but it was a really good workout for my hips. Um, but yes, thank you. I thought of you. I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, (laughs) so yeah. So what sorts of services will you offer with your coaching? Um, so to full disclaimer, I'm not a professional. I don't have a, a degree in nutrition science or exercise physiology. So this is all my best and experienced mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. I do work closely with at Go Energy Labs with our sport nutritionist and with people who have dedicated their lives to sports science. So I, I my service is different that I have that wealth of knowledge available to me. So I'm always getting up to date research and making sure that what I'm providing is healthy 
up to date, safe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What makes my plans different from others is that it's holistic. So Mm -hmm. I really focus on athletes, mind, body, soul connection. So Mm -hmm. really making sure that we're having conversations, we're building friendships, um, we're working together because I learn so much from my athletes and I get a lot of inspiration from them. And it's really motivating for me to be able to watch those connections grow. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do offer strength workouts like core cross training workouts um, and then individual individualized running plans. So whether you, you know, are want to get in long-term fitness, whether you want to run your first ultra, run your first marathon. um, And then I also look at diet and nutrition and um, how we can make better eating choices um, and how that can affect your training. Cause I do believe that eating is training and the, mm-hmm. the better that you can feel your body, the more success you're going to have. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. What a well-rounded, um, perspective you offer. I love it. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> wow. And I think that I love that eating is training too. And, uh, drawing on your previous experience with, or current too, with Mm -hmm. ultra marathon running, that's going to be really neat to see how that plays in. Thank you. Yeah. It's, um, it's been a labor of love so far and it's been really fun to grow and, um, yeah, watch it kind of take off on its own. My website's runhappy.com. So you can search the coaching plans if whoever's listening wants to. (laughs) That's super exciting. I might be reaching out to you in the future at some point in time for coaching. I think you would make an incredible coach. Um, We just had, we just did another podcast and we were talking about coaching as well and how, um, I went, wait, did you have a coach or do you have a coach that you work with at all? Um, I do have a coach. I just, uh, switched my coach. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I work with Mario Frioli. Uh huh. Um, he publishes the morning shakeout. Um, he's, oh, yeah. he's an experienced marathoner, um, highly respected runner athlete. Um, he's a local guy too. He lives right here cool. in Marin and, um, oh. he coaches my boyfriend as well and a whole oh, cool. host of professional athletes. So, um, if you guys want to search him to Mario Frioli, he's awesome. Yeah. No, I was just curious because I feel like sometimes, um, so I've never been coached, but I feel like sometimes it's hard to be the coach and be coached. Um, (laughs) So I'm wondering if you anticipate any challenges with that. Um, it can be, I think more from a perspective of being reined in is why I have a coach. So I, you know, you kind of your, your biggest self-critic and you're also your biggest, like, it's hard to tell yourself that like you shouldn't be running over what you should be doing. So it's someone, a coach is a really good person to hold you back and tell you it's okay not to do this. Like don't sign up for all the races. Like let's just focus on key things. And sometimes you can't do that for yourself. And so that's why a coach is beneficial. Yes, Uh, absolutely. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's Um, also a good perspective. Like it's just, he's, he's like a sounding board. Um, He's really awesome for me now because he's going to help me keep my mind occupied from not running and yes. staying in a healthy space. And so he's also yeah. a good, just like unbiased resource to totally. use. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm so excited for you. I Thank mean, you. I'm yeah. not excited for your sur- – well, I'm excited that you'll fix the – the um, pain, but I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> that it's going to take you a little while to get back, but it sounds like you're kind of 
on track in terms of like find, figuring out other areas of your life to explore, which yeah. is pretty cool. I'm um, excited to not be yeah. anymore. Yes, I bet. <laughs> um, so as we wrap up, you mentioned your um, website, Run Happy. Um, would you mind spelling that for our listeners just so they know? Sure. It's run, just R-U-N, <laughs> and then happy, H-A-P-I dot com. Cool. Oh, that um, happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My name is Gabby, G-A-B-I, so I thought it was a fun play on words. Love oh, it. that's really clever. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that. Um, so, Gabby, as we begin to wrap up, we want to thank you for joining us again. Um, we really appreciate it, uh, and we wish you luck in all your endeavors. Thank you so much. It was such a treat to be able to talk to you ladies again. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for listening. This is a great episode, and we really enjoyed it. Thank you. Have a great night, you guys. Thanks again for listening to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. We'd like to give one final shout out to Fast Zach, which is a distance-based routing app that will be your voice guide and your companion as you dare to explore a little more. So whether that's a new route in your hometown or you find yourself in a new city and you'd like to search by landmarks, geographical features, and just explore a new running route, you can find them in the App Store at FastZack, and they will be your personalized guide. Hashtag get out and route. Thanks for listening to the Strong Runner Chicks Radio. Do us a favor and leave a review in iTunes to help spread awareness and foster the SRC community. Additionally, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at Strong Run Chick.